Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes completely eradicating not just reducing completely eradicating i believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for mondays not fridays and get to do their most meaningful work the aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content but instead shift the context under which you operate this podcast is titled choosing leadership because that is what leadership is a choice In each episode I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices which are not always easy and comfortable but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action as those were the moments when you chose leadership at the end i will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast and with that let's get started rachit is the director of partnerships and alliances at kka hr and the co-founder and former ceo of quick dry cleaning software In the interview rachit delved into his journey of overcoming the challenges of being a misfit without role models his transition from employee to entrepreneur was driven by his desire to create a workplace where he could truly enjoy every aspect of his life and not just on weekends he emphasized the importance of leadership in creating more leaders and described how playbooks helped him to step back from the day-to-day operations of his company rachit's holistic approach to life includes balancing physical fitness mental well-being and he stressed the significance of daily practices like meditation for cleansing the mind and for achieving peak performance hi rachit welcome to the choosing leadership podcast hi sobhit thanks for inviting me over pleasure to be it's a pleasure of mine to have you here and why don't you start by sharing a little bit about yourself and what is it that keeps you busy these days All right yeah my name is rachit ahuja born brought up in delhi started my career way back in 2004 with a banking software company i did my masters in computer application started as a coder one inflection point came like i was third in the university in the academics and i thought i'm built for this but when i entered into the corporate world i thought like i was a misfit i was very confused what was happening mm-hmm. to me but then later i realized that my inclination my bent of mind Uh, wasn't really towards the coding or the software development it was more towards the business building side of it it took me a while uh, to understand that call it partly my favor or partly our education systems where one person is not made aware of the strengths mm-hmm. or what they really want to do but yeah then i took the call worked with a few companies before calling it quits in 2010 i was working with a us based software consultancy firm but then i quit my job and started my own company So before we go deeper right i want to just maybe go a little bit more into what you said being a misfit 
And I think another key element is that we don't have role models or we don't have that awareness to so that even somebody can help us. So what helped you recover from that? Or why, how was it for you? Because that can also be very disempowering and very you can feel very alone in that process. And I can speak from personal experience there. So what helped you? What or who helped you actually realize that and then turn it around? Okay, great question. Not a lot of people have asked me this, but I think it has a it was a it was my evolution as a human being. So I didn't realize it at first. I just felt a little awkward working there, doing the stuff that I was asked to do. I got the due promotions, but I wasn't happy. And I did not know the reason why. I did not, I was not able to comprehend what exactly is the problem. Why am I not happy? Every Sunday evening, I will feel sad that tomorrow I have to go to office. Hmm. Now, this isn't a good feeling to have. But there is a lot of stigmas. I don't know. The generation today is more empowered. Talking about two decades back, it wasn't easy. I spoke to a few friends, but nobody could really help me figure out what I was going through. In the year 2008, I did one course from Art of Living, and I got introduced to the power of meditation. I think that stint gave me a platform to introspect and to Mm -hmm. go a little deeper inside me. That helped me to understand myself better. So I did not know what do I really want to do, but I knew there are certain things that I don't want to do. And I was able to realize that I'm more inclined or I get more excited on the business development side of the things rather than the things that I was already doing. And that's when I thought, hey, let's explore. A lot of people told me that not a good idea. You've done your education into this. You've spent like four or five years into doing this. It's like going back six, seven years. And that stopped, that slowed me down. But in the end, I thought, okay, I've I've spent five years into this, but I don't want to spend next Mm. 25 years, assuming I have that much of life and career that I don't want to spend doing what I don't really like. I think that gave me some motivation and power uh, to be able to take that decision and move out of that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think a lot of parallels with my life as well, because I have completely took a 360 degree turn. And I'm doing what uh, nobody thought or even I had never thought that I could do that. But I think you have done that multiple times, right? You started your own company, but then you also separated yourself out, but without leaving the company. Can you share what like what started that uh, journey of entrepreneurship for you? And how was that for you then? Absolutely. When I quit my job, it wasn't for making a lot of bucks and to get famous. Of course, I want both of these, but that wasn't the driving motivation for me back then. It was like, I wanted to create a place where I liked working. For me, the life wasn't fun back then. Because if you look at it, it's most of the time when we are awake, we spend at our office. And there's little time that we spend with our family and even little uh, when we are married and we have kids that you get that time to spend with your friends. So I didn't want to live a life of weekends where five days I will just force myself to get about get out of bed and work. And then over the weekend, I would do stuff that I really liked. So I thought, hey, what if you start enjoying every aspect of your life? I did not know that kind of a workplace before. So I thought, if you don't have it, then you create it. So in 2010, when I left my job, I did not know what exactly I would be doing. But I knew that I'll create a workplace where it will be fun working. Every morning, I'm passionate to go there and do some stuff. So we started picking up projects since I was into IT, mostly towards the service side of it. 
So I started picking up service-related IT projects and I started doing it. So one part of the problem got solved, which was not having fun at work and office politics and all that stuff. I managed to overcome that. And I built a place which gave fun, at least to me. I, I hope all the old, that time of who were my employees also would resonate with me. But we tried to create a fun, filled, secure, safe, uh, less of prejudices kind of workplace. But story did not end there. Then I realized one bottleneck at a time. So when mm -hmm. we solved first bottleneck, the second one came up. And we were not very good in services either. So after incurring huge losses, I realized that service things is, it is not working for me and I need to pivot a lot. And by that time we had a, about 13, 14 projects that we had made. And I managed to found one mentor. I think that was the biggest success I had. I have till now is finding the right mentor. And then he helped me analyze that moving to a product would suit my and the team skills better. Mm -hmm. That's when we decided to pivot and to pick up one product that we can introduce as a product, not as a customized software. And then a couple of years later, the SaaS bug came in and then a lot of keywords started coming in. Startup wasn't a keyword when we started. So startup, SaaS, cloud, vertical SaaS, all that stuff. We kept on learning, kept on moving. And yeah, here we are today we have, so I've sold in like me and my team have sold in about 73 countries across the globe. And we have a well-flourishing business on autopilot mode. So yeah, that is where we are. Not a short yeah. introduction, but yeah, an introduction. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And I think the key thing which I want to take away from that is the word autopilot. Can you share a bit more about that? Because as entrepreneurs, many times we have, and I'm using we as a generalization, a tendency to just control everything and to be in every detailed process. What that does is while it might make like short-term gains, it makes it very difficult to separate yourself out uh, from the organization. So can you share how or what kind of leadership that, that you did or that you inculcated in the rest of your team that allows you to separate yourself out and the company still continues to grow and succeed? Yeah, absolutely. One of the lessons that I learned from one of my mentors was the definition of the word leadership. And it might mean different to different people, but for me, it meant leading the way and creating more leaders. It meant to me understanding people, understanding their goals, because in the end, a company is a notional thing. It's the people who run the company. So it's very important and it's a team sport. It's not an individual thing. You cannot do it alone. You need to have right people at the right time. I also, back then, there weren't any podcasts. Uh, there weren't these social groups where you can go and talk and understand and listen and learn. So the only source was a little bit of internet, whatever information was there, and books. So I read a lot of books. And I, I just wanted to understand how great minds, great leaders, great CEOs worked. And one thing which stood out for me was understanding your team, identifying their challenges, identifying the people who you want to put your investment into growing. After that identification, I think it was very important to align them to the right goals. So like, for example, in my career as the leader, I have let go people I have requested them, and these were some talented people where I believe that my company cannot 
justify their talent and cannot mm-hmm. give them help them reach the goals that they want to in the end it's going to be like a failed marriage and people will not feel good about each other but i wanted every single person to feel good about the companies that i was building so i overcome that fear of overcame that fear of mine had a talk with them help them get better jobs through my connections in the corporate world mm-hmm. and even today these guys think good about us and we are on a very good term so i identified people whose goals matched with what we really wanted to achieve point number 1 point number 2 after that alignment enabling them mm-hmm. to feel that they are empowered and they can take those decisions now this was the hardest part and i'll give you one i'll share one story so i wanted there were limited number of demos that i could deliver in a day so i thought i need to have a sales person along with me i hired one person i liked the ethics of the person but whenever he used to give demos i did not like it for the simple reason i thought i am the best person to give demo of my product so once my mentor was in the office he just had come over to have a discussion with us and there was this demo happening and i was speaking to the mentor but on the back of my mind i was just there at the demo which my team member was taking and i did one of the most foolish things but i am glad that i did that in front of him i went i asked that guy to step down and i started giving that demo it was a virtual demo and then my mentor after the demo he pulled me out he said what did you do i said he committed a few mistakes demo was not going right i had to step in he said you did a few things bad there one you tempted the confidence of that person two you must realize that you are not doing a good job in training people three look at the impression you have created in the mind of the prospect who just mm-hmm. saw you kicking out of one of your team members and taking a troll over and that was one point which hit me so i went there i said sorry uh, to that person but i knew my sorry will not give him that confidence back and i was given a challenge i was told that you cannot take any demo from here on hmm. you can only take a demo when there are 20 people sitting in front of you he just said that randomly and i was like 20 people in a demo we give one to one demos how is that possible so i thought okay let me just train this guy ever since i did not give any demo but i made sure that i help that person become even a better salesman than i thought i was right mm. and that led to my journey of this transcript called playbooks which i have now become an expert at so i created playbook i helped that guy we did a lot of mock calls i would sit with him take down all the feedback never jumped on another call in between but i did a lot of mm. work to help him improve and that i could see the results and that gave me the power that mm. if i have right people taking care of all the important functions then i don't really need to be doing that stuff on my own so i started creating different departments and i started creating playbooks the next step was to identify the right people the next step was to empower them train them make sure that they get the basics and the most important thing is to leave them on their own give them that power do not intervene because human beings are driven by gut and emotion and when it comes to decision making it's never no one of us knows the future 
there are certain parameters on the basis of which we make a call and my call can be very different from your call because you are some total of your expenses experiences and i am of mine so i will take call based on the experiences i have had and it doesn't mean that i know everything so you have to give that liberty to people to commit mistakes and learn from them and be better and execute better because in the end you only have limited time and you only can create limited leaders if you don't teach them well and they don't teach the next level you cannot create an army so i think that worked in my favor creating those playbooks putting the right people in place and one day i felt redundant in my own company and that's when i thought i need to do something more meaningful so i changed my role a bit i got into more of a strategy kind of thing and i let the execution happen and then for strategy you don't need your entire life of a year yeah. to do the strategy every time that's when i started to have a lot of free time with me and i thought it's time for me to grow and learn so i had two choices either i could have gone to a business school and did mba or the other learn it the hard way while on ground so i made a list of few ceos that i wanted to work with and learn and i started reaching out to them saying i want to do something for you i want to learn with you i want to work closely with you that's when this second stint of learning and growing and working with other entrepreneurs mm. and ceos started for me absolutely i think thank you for sharing that story there are so many wonderful lessons there right one is that the important role of a mentor somebody who can show you the mirror and also that humility to actually listen to that feedback and then what you shared about playbooks right so it's so crucial to not just leave people on their own but to empower them and then that allows you to actually do something more meaningful while a lot of entrepreneurs just get stuck in the business that they created so thank you for sharing that so coming to meaningful now right can you share what is it that is driving you towards the next phase of your career or of your life okay there are a lot of things that i want to do and like for example me my wife and her sister we run an ngo so mm. i want to spend some time over there i play cricket it's a result of that i play cricket every week in casually with my friends school friends by the way that's fun i'm a theater person in my school and college i did a lot of theater in the last two decades i couldn't really do that i was mm. so involved with the working now at this juncture there are things that i want to achieve i've taken up a new challenge with this company called keka where i am building up a partnership network with them moving out of the operations of my own company and working for another company that required a transition in mind and it was a very difficult one for me but i knew that if i just get stuck to one industry with same set of people then my growth was limited for most part of last decade i was one of the most smartest person in the room and mm-hmm. that isn't a really great thing for you if you really want to learn and keep growing so i thought hey let me change gears a bit let me understand how even a bigger company works i had huge respect for keka as a customer as well and i got this opportunity to work there i thought let's take it up i will have a lot to learn so i picked up a new function over the partnerships function did not exist so i thought i'll pick it up so i'm i'm building that that function for them and i'm loving doing it so it's a new challenge that i'm doing plus going forward i want to acknowledge all aspects of my life 
my family, my friends, some time for recreation, like playing cricket every weekend. Those are the things. So at the stage where I am at, I am, I'm, I feel really happy and satisfied that my company today is doing better than when I was doing it the whole time. So the yeah. people who are in there are doing a fantastic job over there. Call it luck, destiny, call it the hard work that we had put in over the last decade. Call it the right playbooks that we had written. And also the pension to continuously evolve. So those playbooks are not static today. Like every quarter we sit down and we improve upon it. So I think that belief in the process has worked really well. And I want to just replicate that into what I do from here. Because you just life is not one dimensional. You yeah. cannot just work for 16 hours a day and feel fulfilled and satisfied. Mm. No amount of money or recognition can really help you satisfied if you're not happy deep inside. So I think it's a very individualistic thing to really introspect and figure out what makes you happy. What all things do you really want to do? Of course, if your family is not happy, again, an external factor that will ruin your day. Likewise, if people at your work are not really happy with you, that will also ruin your day. But there's a limit to what outside of the people, the impact that they can have. So once you settle that, I think it's even more important to understand what you really want from your life. So to be able to identify that, and you don't have to be pinpoint accurate. It can be, hey, I want to explore this and feel whether it gives me satisfaction or not. Taking that call is important. So identifying what are those four things that you want to do mm. over next three months, four months, and to do that, to really feel whether it, it gave you that kind of satisfaction or not. Mm. I think that's important. So I know if your question was more towards the professional side of it, but I gave you more as a person holistically, what I really want to do, given the stage I am, at least for the next couple of years. Yeah, thank you. In fact, I love that. So one is that your emphasis on learning and that you're not just looking for fulfilling your ambitions, you're looking to learn. And then second, you gave a very multidimensional view of who you are and then how you are trying to not just dreams for from a professional point of view, which, which can give you a high, but I think it cannot give you satisfaction or meaning. And that's where we started. Thank you for sharing that. The fact that you have those dreams in different domains is already a huge step because a lot of people do not give themselves permission to dream, especially if it is outside of work or if something which is underappreciated in the society that we live in. So that itself is huge. And I want to acknowledge you for that. Now, having said that, and in your journey, what do you see are some of those like biggest barriers or challenges in front of you as you try to turn each of them into a reality? I think the biggest challenge is the mental block. The kind of society that we grow in, it has a lot of impact on us. And what I felt in my journey was that I was not limited by the conditions or the surroundings of mine. Every problem has a solution. Most of the problems do have a solution. It's about, we limit ourselves by thinking we can or cannot do this. There are people from a certain college who would get funding easily. We would not. I was guilty of believing that and not trying enough to do that. And then, so those limits, that limits you in achieving Mm -hmm. your goals. Also, we are, as a society, we are culprit of undermining the importance of self-satisfaction, which is different from being selfish, right? We end up working for, or we at least claim that we are working for the family, we are working for our kids, 
but there is a limit to how much you can act on someone else's behalf mm-hmm. in the end if you are not satisfied you just cannot make anyone else satisfied so there has to be a balance of the things and another important factor is we don't even know sometimes we are running a race and we don't even know where the end point is somebody asked me hey, what is your end point for your startup and i was like i don't know i've never thought about it and that's when he said you're running a race you don't know where the end point is and that got me thinking hey what am i doing why am i doing what is the purpose of doing it mm-hmm. is it like everyone grows up and they go to office so i'm going to an office everyone need to have an existence and a source of income so i'm doing just for that yeah. and is it going to continue like forever that's when i thought you know this there has to be some more meaning to it hmm. i stopped theater at a very young age i stopped playing cricket at a very young age though i wasn't really great at it but it's fun when i'm there on the field yeah irrespective of whether i can play good or bad i just want to be there on the field it doesn't matter what anyone else think of me but i enjoy being there having that thing in your mind and not getting succumb to pressure is the key according to me and my life so i think these were the limitations that i thought which was primarily driven by my mind given to me by the environment and the key is to overcome to unlearn to learn new things and not making those solid assumptions about how the world works and yeah. you know how you should be working yes absolutely thank you for sharing that i think what i am listening to is a very solid grounding and also a very clear process of thinking so that first of all you do not allow that your thinking to be clouded by what is normally seen or spoken about in the society or with our peers but even when you get trapped in that you are able to actually step outside of that right so you spoke about meditation or art of living earlier but can you share and you use a word pressure How, what do you do on a day to day basis right to maintain this calm state of mind or this groundedness that allows you to actually distinguish when you are like rotating in in a hurricane and then you can actually step yourself or take yourself out of that so yeah it's a great question i think having a regime is very important for all of us i was guilty for most part of last decade that i wasn't really given myself the necessary physical exercises which mm-hmm. were required to be done so ailments i had back pain and everything the two things which i find are very important one is if you are not physically fit then you will not be able to do anything primary thing is even for meditation you got to sit still for mm-hmm. 10 15 20 25 minutes but if your body doesn't allow that you'll not be able to do that right physical exercise sometime during the day to keep yourself fit is very important i'm not talking about gyms or very high intensity exercises but moving the body is very important which i mm. was guilty of not doing it yeah i changed my lifestyle a bit so there's a bit of physical exercise which i do daily but i start my day with this beautiful exercise called sudarshan kriya which is taught in art of living so it's a mix of breathing techniques and meditation mm. if i don't do that in the morning then i am operating only at the half of my efficiency consider it like we brush our teeth daily you know why because there are germs and we want to get rid of them we wash our clothes because when we are moving out then there are dirt and sweat and germs which are coming to us so we take shower we wash our clothes we get rid of the negativity on the outside but world around us is also giving us negativity in the mind what happens to that how do you wash that i think 
Night brushing your teeth is important every day. Taking a bath is important. Wearing nice germ-free clothes. Mm. Eating the right food. Similarly, food for your brain is getting rid of the negative thoughts. It is. It had to be. It it should be mandatory for everyone to do something. There are so many different ways of cleansing your mind. You got to do something every day to mm-hmm. be able to fit again, be fully present in what you are doing. Very active because work is competitive. Work is hard. It's difficult to be excellent. It's difficult to create something which is good. If you are not hundred percent fit physically and mentally. then your output will not be good hmm. so if you love what you are doing if you want to be good at what you are doing then you have to make sure that you are sorted here so take up something which works for you thank you rachit i think for sharing that and also giving that analogy with brushing your teeth right and it's so critical yet so easily missed in a fast paced world that we live in to give you an example i was in pune last week hosting and leading a 3 day retreat and the entire first day was meditation silence and breathing and we did some very powerful work in the next two days but that would not have been possible without that first day of slowing down and actually cleaning that out so that you can actually be there available and not just somewhere else in your mind during those the next two days so thank you for sharing that and i'm sure we can continue to to go deeper into this but we also i also love to wrap this up and maybe we can schedule a subsequent conversation but before we end right anybody who's listening either they are intrigued or they are skeptical they want to reach out find out more about you what is the best way for them to do so i can share my email and that's the best way to reach out also i'm available on linkedin i do mentor a lot of startup founders as well i've learned a few things over the last two decades of my corporate experience i'd love to share that because another thing that my mentor shared with me mm-hmm. was the knowledge is not for anyone to own like it's there available in the universe it just passes through so he was passing through the information to me and he said it's your obligation to pass it through to the other people and help them grow so if you are fortunate enough to have a mentor and receive it then it becomes your responsibility to pass it on so yeah happy to help if i can in whatever capacity to anyone who's listening out there i am available through my email and manning profile thank you thank you rachit for sharing that and i think so important role of mentors and teaching in everything that we do so once again as we end this i want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead for you and the impact and the meaning that you are going to derive not just for yourself but also for everybody who touches just by working or being alongside you thank you that's it for this episode of choosing leadership with sumit gupta i choose leadership every time i record this podcast and i invite you to do the same i invite you to design a life of joy meaning pride and satisfaction not just for yourself but for everybody around you if you got something out of this episode would you share this episode on social media and if you know somebody who would be a great guest can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show and if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast and i love seeing your posts and guest suggestions 
This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality and I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.